<laughs> hey, Christian, have you seen Boogie Nights? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got it right here. May I see it? Uh, r- right now? Yes. Uh, oh, 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 okay. We're at a pool party, it's only right. Zip. Thank you, Christian. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. I just wanted to participate. (laughs) (laughs) Running fossils, kill all food. It's futuristic, like Carnac the Magnificent. Rewind your VCR, rewind your cassette. Nintendo pilots, boss, flying up ahead. Captain's log, Chalupa God. My child, you may play me. I'm Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good Elton John. Guru, Rocket Man. That's my song. Dead on. Wow. <laughs> We're learning so much about David tonight, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> that I can do a really good Elton John. Impression. Like yeah. a spot. For one. For one. For one. For one. I'm Elton John. I just happen to have a chance cube on it. <laughs> I was trying to think of other perfect, other impressions, and that wasn't a water impression. I happen to have a chance, cube. It's almost yeah, turning into know. like Daniel Plainview. Ooh, Plainview also. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah. I have your chance, cube. Your chance, cube. Roll it up. You know what's always bugging about chance cubes? It's only two colors <laughs> on six sides. Just flip a coin. It's fifty-fifty. No, it's more fun. It's more fun with a cube. But like, flip a coin though. I also just feel like to have a chance coin on hand. Yeah, it's not as cool. So I also I, feel I, like rolling, okay, rolling, rolling, rolling a cube. I, I can see it. <laughs> rolling a dice versus flipping a coin. I feel like flipping a coin is harder. I know. I know more people who s- insist they don't know how to flip a coin. Like, like, like you just they can't figure out the motion of it. Uh, you, you can literally okay. just toss it. No, coin. that's fair. You Actually, no, I get it. that. But I mean, like the like, actual, like, f- like yeah. the right way to flip it cinematically, turns and then it over you turn it, and then it lands in your hand, and then you put it on your hand. That's right. like yeah. the cool way to do and it. And honestly, if you're not Chris Nolan, I don't want to see you doing any cool fucking camera shit with coins. Yeah. Hey, you get coins. Hey, George Lucas. Yeah, you get coins. Are you Chris Nolan? Back off. <laughs> hey, George Lucas, are you Chris Nolan? <laughs> hey, George Lucas. <laughs> Hey, uh, George Lucas. I got a question for you. Are you there, George <laughs> Lucas? <laughs> it's me, Chris Nolan. It's me, Chris Are you me? <laughs> Are you me? <laughs> Respect your elders. <laughs> Wait. 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 <laughs> I would, Chris Nolan feels older than George Lucas. Right. Whether or not he is. He more feels. mature, certainly. I, like, at, yeah, at yeah heart, exactly. It's, at heart, I'm sure that's actually true. Yeah, yeah. George yeah. Lucas is like 15. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Poor, mm. poor George. Not poor George. He's fine. He's a very rich He's been George, given everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you heard it here first. George Lucas bankrupt. Living on that Jar Jar money now. <laughs> I do got love, a Jar Jar full of money. Hey. I do love that meme of uh, them talking about like, you know, when Anakin like crosses his, uh, the purple, not the purple, the, uh, the blue and the red lightsabers when he executes Count Dooku. That's supposed to represent his transition to the dark side. And so he just writes, like, also he chopped the guy's head off. <laughs> it's pretty subtle. <laughs> also, he chopped a guy's head off. That is really good. Yeah. It represents his transition to the dark side. <laughs> 
I mean, it does, but also like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's pretty. I love that too. Like the, the response to he also chops guy's head off. The response to that is it's pretty subtle. It's pretty subtle. <laughs> yeah. It's really you have to you have really high IQ to understand. <laughs> Welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Uh, each episode, we watch a movie, then we talk about it in a bunch of ways that you've never heard someone talk about that movie before, guaranteed. Uh, joining me, as always, on my quest to do this thing that I just said is my good buddy and co-host, Mr. David Gucci. Hello to you. Hello to you. That was the most subdued hello you've ever yeah, done. Yeah, I thought about it, and I got a little self-conscious, but I made it happen. Good, good. You know what? Don't be self-conscious around me, bud. It's impossible. You can always feel comfortable with me, oh, David. Speaking of always feeling comfortable with me, <laughs> my other good friend and co-host, Mr. Matthew Bond. Hi, friend. Hi, friend. How you doing? I'm okay. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, I had you done. <laughs> I had chicken tenders and popcorn. Er, <laughs> I had chicken tenders and pop tarts for breakfast. Okay, I was actually hoping you were going to say pop tarts because that sounds like a good breakfast. It was real good. Were they combined or were they? Did you like seppy? Was it a pop tarts breading? Ooh, because that could be good. No, no but uh, no, I have a new restaurant idea. Yeah. Also, thank you for saying the word seppy. <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't be ignored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not glossing that over. <laughs> Sorry, that was seppy. <laughs> Hashtag Seppi, everyone. Hashtag Tom Haverford on our podcast today. Tom Haverford. There it is. Nice. Nailed it. (laughs) Speaking of those noises, this movie's about porn. Yeah. Hey, speaking of of those noises, uh, folks, today for our episode of Contextual Deviance for this week, for now, and today, this current one that you're listening to at this moment for now in the now is about the 1997 Paul Thomas Anderson uh, breakout hit Boogie Nights boogie, 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 boogie. <laughs> uh, with an all-star cast nice, 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 uh, and uh, I believe yeah. the only Academy Award recognition for Burt Reynolds. I know, which he like didn't want to do the movie after yeah. seeing the like initial cut of it, I guess. Yeah, he distanced himself weird. from the movie yeah. before it was released yeah. and... People actually say he probably would have won if he would have embraced the role. There hadn't been that complication. Yeah. Weird. I hear there's a decent amount of interesting trivia about this movie. Care to fill me in on a couple? Oh, there's a bunch of really fascinating uh, facts about it. Um, So, but real quick, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, it was on Netflix when we picked it. It is no longer on Netflix, but it goes in and out. I mean, you'll find it. It's 99 cents to rent it on Amazon. I was going to say, you can rent it on Amazon. And it's worth it. It's an incredible movie. It's two and a half hours long. Uh, It stars Mark Wahlberg as a young man, uh, Eddie, who is, uh, has a uh, rather infamously large penis. Yeah. Uh, and this draws him into the world of pornography in the late 1970s, uh, and it features a, a classic rise and fall narrative as he rises to fame in, in the porn world, and then things go terribly awry. Yeah, um, it's it's very similar to a lot of like music biopics. Yeah, it because is. like he gets famous, he does the thing. There's uh, there's montages that feel very similar, and then drugs happen, and then he you know it's, yep. It's definitely and in I that mean the vein. the cast is a winner. I mean you got you've got you've got Mark Wahlberg's breakthrough acting role. You've got John C. Riley, Don Cheadle, uh, Julianne Moore, Heather Graham, yep. uh, the aforementioned Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Philip Seymour Hoffman, William H. Macy, William H. Macy. Uh, 
I feel like those are the big ones. Those are the well. There, oh. there's probably others too. Uh, Ricky J. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just like it's it's a packed movie. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, what's the um, ta- the Punisher? Thomas oh, oh, Jane. Uh, Thomas that, Jane. Yeah. Okay. Thomas That's Jane so funny. is in it too. Literally, as we were watching it last night, I was like, I forget. Every time I watch a movie, I forget that Thomas Jane is in it. Yeah. But I always he's, love seeing Thomas Jane in he's movies. Great. He's really good, yep. but I forget he exists as soon as he's off the screen. But he punishes <laughs> oh, in this and one. Oh, Alfred Molina. Oh, God. Alfred yes, Molina is one of the funniest things Alfred he's Molina ever done. In this movie. It's also the skinniest I think he's ever been. Yeah, probably. Um, There's a correlation. There's a graph. The funnier he is, the skinnier he is. His jokes take away his being, his it was, physical being. It was, his performance is so nuts. I love True. it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so, so trip, some of the some man. of the trivia we got from this. Yeah, um, so Electric Light Orchestra, ELO, uh, mm-hmm. leader Jeff Lynne originally refused to let the song "Living Thing" be used in the film because he has a problem with sex and violence in movies, which would be a problem with this oh, movie. Yeah, um, except for how it handles it. Uh, Lynne asked to see a screening of the film and loved it so much that he allowed the song to be used. Oh, cool! Um, that's nice of him. Yeah. That's yeah. one of those good. Those yeah, good it's Hollywood like, hey, stories. you know what? I saw this. It it sounds dumb, and they're like, no, 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 wait till you see it. And then they were like, oh, oh, it actually, <laughs> yeah, okay, put my song in this one. Um, Mark Wahlberg was allowed to keep the prosthetic penis he used at the end of the film. Oh, like on his box. I wonder, did they like sew it, it to him? Oh, he still has. It. I don't oh, know. He has said he regrets doing this movie, right. which is the weirdest thing in the world because it's oh, his damn. best movie. Hey, uh, does Tom Cruise also regret doing Magnolia? Because I feel like that would be a, like a weird pattern with PTA movies where like people are sexual when they are young in their careers in PTA movies. And then they're like, you know what? I don't like that role that I did. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he did because his character says some shit Jeez. in that movie that's like objectionable to the max. Yeah. And so I mean, his least... character is, too. It's not like yeah. the movie is about how cool that character right. is. Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> and at least Tom Cruise has been in enough other things that if he came out and said, yeah, I kind of regret saying the things that yeah, I said no as that character care. in Magnolia, yeah. I'd be like, okay, but fucking Mark Wahlberg has been in like a couple other things that were almost as good as Boogie Nights, but that's yeah. about it. Uh, everything else. Huckabees. I Heart Huckabees and The yep. Fighter, I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, and The Departed, of course. But, oh, um, yeah, he was in that. He, okay, yeah. But like, you know. Fucking yep. Transformers, you know? Okay, more trivia. Yeah, uh, so you know the whole custodial battle that Amber Waves, that character, Julianne Moore's character has? Yes. Um, there's that scene where she's uh, meeting a judge with her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amber Waves' custodial problems were inspired by porn star Veronica Hart, who plays the judge during the scene in which Amber oh. and her husband are arguing in court about their son. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. This one's kind of fun, too. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was originally offered the role of Dirk Diggler. He liked the screenplay, but turned it down because he had already signed on to do Titanic. DiCaprio suggested Mark Wahlberg for the role. Aw, that's so nice. Also, so what a, that's Wahlberg? a real pivot. Like, do I do Boogie Nights or Titanic? Yeah. yeah. Well, that number. Okay, two <laughs> things about that. Number one, that means Leonardo DiCaprio had some cash, cachet mm. in 1997, mm. where it's like, do I do this... A very potentially lucrative indie drama, or do I do this also very potentially lucrative historical epic? And like, those are two of the biggest movies of 1997 that yeah. that that he, one he actor could have been, been the lead of both. Yeah, oh, that's that's insane. Yeah. For somebody who hadn't been in money things before that, he was on fucking growing pains. Like, 
Weird. Well, there was something going on with him in the ni- in '97, which hey, is fascinating. You saw what's eating Gilbert Grape? Oh, that's right. That what did actually. That's actually that yeah, was yeah. the one. I I honestly forgot about. We what's all found Gilbert out Grape. what ate him. But. Just some other people that could have been in this movie. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was originally offered the role of Roller Girl, and Makes thankfully sense. she turned it down. Yeah, I think um, Heather Graham is better than oh, Gwyneth would have been. Yeah, she's so really good. Great. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was offered the role of Eddie, Shit. Uh, but that turned it down good. over uh, concerns about playing a porn star. Which that early Ugh. in his career, I could see like that's ironic too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Subject matter of the movie, and then he yeah. comes back for Paul Thomas Anderson much later. Yeah, he and does. Actually, does and, very well. And yeah. Doesn't leave. Like he just sticks. PTA with just is like, hey, Joaquin, you're in all my movies now. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I asked uh, Christian this, but if you had to guess uh, how much the movie was cut to avoid an NC-17 rating, how much do you think was cut? How much? Like how much time wise? How much time? Mm-hmm. Ooh. So th- it was longer. Yeah. And then they had to cut it to avoid NC-17. To avoid an NC-17. Uh, 20 minutes? No, 40 seconds. That's it. So there was one... One moment. <laughs> it was like wow. 40 seconds. Do we know what yeah. it was? I, it doesn't say on here. Oh, I, I'm sure there's probably somewhere online. I where need to say. know. Okay, right. wait. That's that's a context. If this movie was NC-17, but they had to cut it down, what did they cut? <laughs> you know what? That's not bad. It's not yeah. actually bad. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Uh, or just like what? What are the ha- extra yeah. like R-rated scenes in the like the director's cut yeah, of this movie yeah. that you don't see? <laughs> that could be good. Yeah, that could. Be that good. could be really fun. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I would also say, uh, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people talk about the ratings board, um, you know, and a lot of the intention that was brought to it in the late '90s, especially, came from another movie about making porn. Uh, Orgasmo Ooh. by Trey Parker and Matt oh, Stone. Yeah. Uh, it was shortly before. I think it was shortly before South Park too. So they didn't have the kind of money and backing that they would later have. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've talked a lot about how they could not get a rating lower than NC-17 for Orgasmo, despite the fact that there is no female nudity in the film. And is there male nudity? There, you all, well, every time a woman is about to get naked, a man's ass like goes into frame, and then they like make good. a joke about that. Honestly, okay. truthfully, I if I remember right, I think there were like I think there was Mormon influence on the MPAA, especially at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably because it was about a Mormon missionary that does right. porn. Right, they really like dunk on the Mormons. They oh, do for sure, but they couldn't. Well, because they grew up in yeah. Colorado. Well, yeah. and they. They have said like it's just more fun to dunk on the Mormons because like they don't get death threats from Mormons. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's probably yeah. fair. Yeah, um, which but yeah, so credit. that <laughs> that started like a whole thing, and then when they did the South Park movie, they had like a lot of shit in that, and like never e- then uh, the MPAA negotiated with them about their rating, whereas huh. with Orgasmo they wouldn't even let them appeal the rating. So they said that it's you know it's like a it's a whole cash grab. Uh, if you haven't seen it, the documentary uh, "This Film Is Not Yet Rated" is fantastic and super illuminating as to the weird world of movie ratings. Um, if you're a fan of this show, I think you'd probably like it. Um, okay, well, let's get into the context. Let's um, go, and we'll maybe come up. There's a lot to talk about with this movie. <laughs> clearly, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, clearly. It's the most we talked about a movie before. Before yeah. we actually yeah. get into the context, that's true. Uh, so let's do it. Context number one. Is this Die Hard? Is this Die Hard? Oh, it could be. <laughs> it's certainly hard. Uh, <laughs> some people hey. certainly die, uh, and some people do die. Okay, so for those uh, for folks who haven't listened since Kubo and the Two Strings, might no, be the we, only... we did it uh, more recently. 
Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, we did findings. it with yeah. Fateful. Findings. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Which it definitely was. Die yeah, hard. It, was. it was Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Uh, so this is where we try and determine whether the movie we just watched is the movie Die Hard. Right. So, what elements of this lead, would lead us to believe that it could potentially be Die Hard? A young, uh, attractive, fairly unknown, athletic star in one of their first big roles right some someone who was famous who was famous for something else Fi- before this yes. for other kinds of work exactly before this. and bruce willis did do music yeah, yeah. he was a musician so, and he was same uh, with Marky Mark. and he was uh, a sitcom star mm-hmm. and that was his right. first action movie and so um, and this is kind of like an action movie there's it's certainly more. There's, there's certainly a lot of action. Action. Yeah. Winkity wink wink. <laughs> it's certainly not Sex. the kind of movie someone probably would have expected from Mark Wahlberg in 1997. Exactly. Although he did strut around in his whitey tighties a lot. Yeah, he did jump around quite a bit as well. Yeah. <laughs> jumped up, jumped up, and got down. And got down. Yeah. Oh, he did get down. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, there's there's a gun. At least, at least I would gun. say. Oh, three. you know, there's, there's yeah, at least four? three guns. Four. Yeah. Wait, let's, four. let's let's play the game. The count the guns. <laughs> this is my new favorite. This game. is good. This, this is, good. is a mini segment within a segment called Count the Guns. Count the guns. Okay. We got one gun. We got because uh, William H. Macy's I was going to say Paul Walker brings a gun. No, Paul Thomas Walker. Jane, Thomas <laughs> who plays a character named Paul. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd. 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 No, Paul was the uh, the weird cameraman editor guy. Yeah, who was like, oh, I'm just talking about the way the photography of the nope, shoot. But that was yeah, yeah, he got somewhere either. to be. Who was that guy's name? That guy was uh, Kenny or Ken or yeah. Kent, I don't know. This or, doesn't mean anything. God, yeah, that scene where like his wife is literally. Oh, yeah, that was so. Oh such my god, so funny. This movie's <laughs> funnier than I it's remember. So funny. every time I watch it, I forget how funny it is, and then because I think about the dramatic yeah, elements, yeah. but mm-hmm. it is genuinely Man. funny. Another thing. Like Die Hard, because that movie has some funny, yes, funny lines in it, yeah. but you forget about them. You, when you think about the action. People, a lot of people forget. Yeah, but it's important. Yeah, it's a, hey, Die Hussein for- Hard. <laughs> hard. <laughs> a lot of people forget about the scenes, but it's important. <laughs> <laughs> so there's gun that William H Macy has. That's the first yep. gun. First yep, gun. That's the first William gun. H Macy. First gun. Uh, Top gun. Top. That is, I would that's say, the top. The top gun. The top yeah. gun. Yeah. And then the middle gun is the one that Thomas Jane brings to that deal. Then uh, Big Bodyguard has two guns. Two guns. And Alfred Molina has one gun. That's five Which, guns. Yeah, uh, plus no, the Alfred Molina has two guns. <gasps> Alfred Molina has the gun in the box, oh, and he then does. he has a shotgun. It's yep. a gun in a box. It's a gun in a box. <laughs> and the shotgun. That's true. Shit. Yeah. And the donut shop nice. robber. Yep. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Then there's two in the donut shop. The donut shop. Cho- Oh yeah, the good because the guy, yeah, the, the, the good guy, guy holding, with the gun, the guy so holding guns, the, so eight guns, and we're not counting guns that are in, or are we counting guns that are in the shots? people's pants? What? <laughs> uh, yeah, in are, the, we ta- are we talking oh, about guns in the too? Brock Harder? Or, the what, Brock, what's his name? The Brock. I keep wanting oh. to say Brock Lesnar, and I know Brock Landers. <laughs> Brock Landers. Thank Brock you. The Brock Landers. The Brock Landers. And Chess Rockwell. There's a couple yeah. guns in those. Scenes and then, as well. and then John Johnny Doe in his movie with oh, they show just his face. God. He's got a gun that he's pointing down at a woman. <laughs> those giving, scenes. So upsetting. So upsetting. <sighs> yeah. So bad. Yeah. Okay. So like, I can't believe they shot on video. It's so upsetting. On video. That was the upsetting part. Nasty. Not, the, not yeah, the that's things a, he was saying to that's, the woman. That's why when, when Jack walked into the movie, when Jack walked into that scene, and the editor was sitting there and just shaking his head like it is what it is. He meant it's tape, yeah. not it's that tape. it's a really horrific, like rapish scene that they filmed. No, it's tape. No. Oh man, God. what's that um, character's name? I wrote it down. I loved him, Kurt. 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 <laughs> it was a K. Kurt, the Kurt. camera guy. Kurt. I love him. 
Oh, so good. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, okay, no. so we counted the guns now. So, how many guns are in Die Hard? Oh, more than that. I'm <laughs> more than assuming. that. Probably assume, more. Yeah. So that's yeah. one well, strike yeah. against yeah. this movie. Being Not as many guns true. as Die Hard yeah. has, and, and definitely no machine guns. Oh, Gun, that's uh, true. Die Hard had had a very famously. Now I've got a machine gun. Ha ha ha. Or yeah. ho ho ho. He he he. He he he. Although Alfred Molina's character, uh, Rahad, mm-hmm. um, he does laugh while holding a gun. This is true. Yeah. When he's going to shoot himself in the head, Russian roulette style. Oh, boy. Ooh, yeah. uh, but he's like laughing the whole time. He loves it. So like, ha, 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 I have a gun is pretty much said in the Sure, movie. sure. Now, what is this movie's walking barefoot over broken glass? Ooh. That's a good question. I would say the hmm. whole, the, the, honestly, the drug downfall of... Uh, of be, Eddie yeah. slash uh, Dirk. I think that, that yeah. was just as hard to watch for me. Every time he <laughs> him, did yeah. a better drug, I was like, stop. <laughs> stop walking over that broken glass. Him, him, ju- him jerking off in a parking lot was pretty <sighs> close. Oof. Yeah. Uh, watching somebody get stomped by a roller girl was pretty nasty. That was harsh. I mean, they didn't show like the impact. Understandable. Like, uh, they yeah, showed the like, aftermath. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, that, was, that was some broken glass. Yep. But <laughs> a, a different kind of violence. We're walking on, walking um so uh there's uh <laughs> i'm sorry that did that break us that that broke me certainly yeah. um let's see is anyone named asian dawn <laughs> what asian? no actually are there That's, oh gotcha. there are yeah. moments okay, from yeah. die hard that i yeah. always yeah. like it's just such a strange detail. The only Asian character in this movie is a really weird. The firecracker? Yeah. 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 And not good. No. Like, none of that is fun. It's pretty upsetting. It, it does sort of add a Tarantino-esque uh, yes. tension to yes, that whole sh- scene. Oh, yeah. It does. But, oh, like, time. why did it have to be a little kid that, like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Rahat is like, oh, he's Chinese. He like, it's just like, God, why? <laughs> I mean, why? He's a, like, he's a, Rahat is a terrible character. Yeah, but yeah. like, man, oh know. man, yeah, that was a gonna, weird detail. Not a fan of that. No, but um, is that is there a character like that in Die Hard? Is well, do, okay, who who <laughs> who's this, the real who's this driver? Oh wait, well there was that one. There mm. was that one Asian gang member. Um, oh, cool. That's <laughs> The one, the one Asian, um, so problematic member of the, of, of the terrorist of again. the terrorists. That's true. Yeah. Um, so in a way, yes. In a way, sort of. Yeah. A similar, like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, this is also bad. Yeah, this is a bad way to put an um, Asian person in your movie. Cool. Uh, so would Alfred Molina kind of be the Argyle, or no? Ooh. He's not helpful enough. He's not. Yeah, maybe. No. Let's see. The, the, yeah, Argyle. Who's the? There has to be an Argyle. There has to be an That's Argyle, the and there has to be a um, Reginald Bill Johnson. Wait, who's that? The, the co- a long time ago. So I think we that's should watch Jack. this movie again. That's I think Jack is Reginald Vell Johnson. Jack's a pretty solid Reginald Vell Johnson. Or Reed is okay. You read his Argyle. I was gonna right? say yeah. I was gonna say yeah. Reed was either it was one or the he's other. The yeah. He takes care of him. He's always like he's yeah. by his side, he's supporting him. Yeah. Literally yeah. driving him around sometimes. <laughs> Which I guess would make Thomas Jane like the police chief who's constantly busting Reginald Vell Johnson's yeah. ass but is always wrong. Yes. Like he, yeah. he he seems like he knows what he's doing but he's just always fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or that could also be the colonel. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, um, I like uh I like Thomas Jane more cuz he's he's more of a presence. Yeah. In, in the That's true. in the life of the main characters. Yeah, the colonel's more like the FBI agents in Die Hard. He, he represents like, all the FBI agents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pedophiles. Agent Johnson. <laughs> 
and Agent Johnson. Yep. Yeah. Um, Those classics. Love yep. Them. Love them. Oh man. Uh, there is some con- there's some fighting. Yeah. There's some some, some hand to hand combat. Karate. Karate. Yeah, as uh, as Dick <laughs> as Dick. Sorry, as Dirk once uh, once yeah. says about and, his room. It's karate inspired. Oh. His dojo. God. <laughs> when he fucking like does the kick and then the bowing after he wins that <laughs> That's award. That's so like, terrible. So it's perfect. like, hey, bud. Hey, what yeah. are you doing? He's just so simple. Um, I love him. But uh, is there a Bonnie Bedelia character? <laughs> So basically, in Die Hard, he's he his marriage is falling apart. He he wants to salvage it, but then he just he knows it's not working. And then there's this terrorist attack, and it brings him and his wife sort of back together when he rescues her. Of course, as we know from later sequels, it does not continue to work out. But um, from at least Die Hard itself, is there a character like that in relation to Dirk? Maybe Amber? A- Amber, like I Amber think Waves, probably. Amber would be close. Because yeah. she's the one that he has the most sort of like touching reunion with and touching connection with pre- yeah. Literally. Anger. Right, yeah. They, they touch a lot and they connect also. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> touching Connections is a great name for a porn company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or a podcast. Yeah, let's, I feel like yeah. that oh, yeah. where you watch porn and review it. Ooh, <laughs> hey, there's not enough of that. That's maybe true. Actually, it's an untapped market. Yeah, let's tap that market. Let's tap let's, it up. I'd tap, tap it. that market. I'd tap that market. God, um, boy, Audi. <laughs> so I would say Amber is probably. We the should best. try a yeah. porn for this show. Why not? No, I absolutely should not do that. No, I was joking. <laughs> mom hat. No, no. Let's not bring the mom hat up right now. <laughs> We'll just release it for Patreons, but we won't give information on here. Yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> we know certain but you people. You know, my mom is going to be a Patreon supporter. I know. Like she's I, really she, supportive, she's and so it's awesome. Supportive. You can so supportive. So supportive. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't out, long enough, y'all. Shout out to our our faithful findings episode. That's true. That wasn't like a yeah. twenty thousand. But second. Y- you know what? I just wanted to get there. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Nobody said in this show that wasn't long enough, y'all. Uh, uh, show. This show, movie, this yeah. show, this, this picture, picture show, show. this ah. picture show. I went, movie, picture show. Picture I went show. to the movie picture show. Thirteen inches. <laughs> it's weird that they don't refer they don't reference the actual length of it until that last. Scene. Yeah, yeah, that's true. but that's actually what I like. I actually genuinely think, and this is getting away from the context for a second. But well, we don't see Bruce Willis's penis until the last scene either. So I think right. So that's very similar. Yeah, I would say that. I but I think it feels like um, what people. Talk, when people talk about his dick at the end of Boogie Nights, yeah. they always talk about like how disappointing it is to see oh, it. No way. And I'm like, That's awesome. Well, I bet more <laughs> that like as a. Uh, <laughs> all right, hang on. Let's take it. Let's take a like hard stop. Let's let's take a look at this real oh, quick. It's so fucking um, good. Uh, no, I just mean like, it's. I think that's kind of the point. Is it's like he yeah. pulls it out and he references that it's 13 inches, and I think losing the mystery of it losing like getting an exact length and also seeing this prosthetic dick and just mm-hmm. being like oh it's a penis right it like it it demystifies it yeah. in a way that i think is really fascinating from a narrative perspective yeah, I think it works i think it's an intentional choice mm-hmm. for it to yeah. be kind of disappointing yeah i think the penis is a character yeah yeah much like I new york is a character much like yeah. new york is a well, character in, a lot in of everything yeah. and la in is a character bruce willis movies specifically his dick is the Nakatomi Plaza of this movie. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, we got that. It's the Knock It To Me. Plaza. Uh, the Knock It To Me Knock Plaza. To me. If that's not already a joke in a diehard porn, I'd yeah. be stunned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. TM, 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 TM. So, <laughs> so it really... Yeah, yeah. Die Hard Porn. I think this movie is Die Hard. Uh, At first, I was worried. I think but we have a better because there's a we... there's definitely a gun, uh, you know, imbalance. There's a lot more sure. guns in Die Hard, but other a than that, a lot fewer it's... deaths. Yeah, yeah, but like, so the amount of guns deaths. to death ratio is probably the same. Yeah, and that's what's important. It's the ratio. It's a proportion. It's, yeah. it's the ratio, right? The percentage. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember the, the movie Die Hard is responsible <laughs> for the golden ratio theories, specifically about <laughs> gun to death. So I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, but, that's right. That's yeah. right. There have been it's lectures that, on this. That spiral. Yeah. Darren Aronofsky made pie because of Die Hard. <laughs> pie Hard. Pie Hard. <laughs> yes, there it is. End the segment. <laughs> what if this was a romantic comedy? Or, if it is, what if it was a romantic tragedy M? Tragedy M. Tragedy M. Wait, we did this. We didn't. No, we did it for Serenity, which, oh. so last time for The Shining, it came. So it's finally out of it. Yes, it's yeah, back. It's finally back. It's back in rotation. Sweet. This would actually only be the second time we've ever done this. Yeah, this is too. good, too. Um, what if this movie were a romantic comedy? Mm-hmm. I actually feel like it wouldn't be that hard. I think it would change the the general trajectory of the film. Yeah, but the I th- overall thesis of the movie. <laughs> right. Well, yes. Yes and no. I, I do think it could still work. I think they would have to play up more of a relationship with Dirk and one of the female characters. Yeah. I would guess most likely Roller Girl probably. Yeah, I actually thought that's where it was going to go. Yeah. When I saw it, same. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, they're they're hitting it off. They're, this is going to be a thing and maybe they're going to break up and that's going to be part of the downfall that I inevitably know is coming because Paul Thomas Anderson made this movie. No, it, that just isn't a thing. That's not a thread yeah, at right. all in the movie. It's weird. It's not yeah. wrong. I love it. But yeah, yeah, she no, just kind of keeps doing. I, actually, I think it's. I, I do yeah. think it's a better choice to not Absolutely. have it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if you were going to make this into more of a romantic film, that yeah. would be probably where it would go. You meet mm-hmm. someone else on a porn set, and you're both doing porn, and you know you end up being you. They get married at the end, and he changes his name to Eddie Roller Girl <laughs> because that's her <laughs> name. <laughs> Or Eddie Girl. I don't know if Roller is her Eddie first girl, name. Eddie Girl, Roller Girl. Eddie Girl and Roller Girl. Roller <laughs> Girl. Or Roller Diggler. Roller Diggler. I do like <laughs> that a lot. She changed her last Roller Diggler is pretty fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, can't, you can't pass over Roller Diggler. That's really good. <laughs> Whew, it's hard to um, say that without feeling like I'm saying a bad thing. Roller Diggler. It definitely <laughs> I don't know. feels bad. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just feels bad. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So yeah, because I I do think it it muddies up some of the agency because I do think having Heather Graham ha- having Roller Girl's character have that agency of like this is what she wants to do, this is what she enjoys doing, and she feels yeah. like she's looked down on for it, and and that's like a self consciousness for her. Then having also a, ro- a romantic element where she has to like also worry. about focus a lot on her relationship to a specific man i think makes that a little bit more uncomfortable for me yeah. mm-hmm. i think it, it brings it into more of like a a territory of like she's not allowed to own her sexuality mm-hmm. she's not allowed which is kind yep. of like a it's big worse. part of her journey is trying to figure that out but yeah. um or trying to at least be accepted for that you know sure. they um, um they did have like kind of an interesting groundwork for him and that uh painter girl that he was like kind of with for a minute yeah the one oh, named Julie, yeah. was the one who ended up uh marrying don Cheadle. yeah yeah because yeah. like they seemed together for a minute for like a split minute yeah. yeah and then like he completely ignores her at a party and that seemed to be the end of that yeah <laughs> i mean in yeah. a way if you look at if you track her and don Cheadle, it kind of is a romantic 
comedy. Yeah, that's true. Oh, um, it kind of just happened in the background. Shit, that's yeah. how you make yeah. it. You, Don oh, yeah. Cheadle's just the protagonist. There you go, yeah. yeah. And, or, and uh, the Dirk Diggler stuff is like a B story. It's fun and it's yeah, it's interesting, but it's not... Uh, it's not the story. The story yeah. is this guy trying to figure out his look. He, there's, honestly, there's enough. Kinda, yeah. There's enough just within their storyline to make its own movie. Seriously, like mm-hmm. he actually probably has the biggest like hero's journey of all of them. Oh, like totally. he does meet tragedy, but he's the one that ends with what he wants. Yeah, it seems like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He ends with a lady giving birth to a child that he made with her, probably, and somebody filming it. Yes. Scotty being there, that's yeah. getting yeah. in there. <laughs> Getting oh, the close man. shots. The, the, the fucking birth scene with him there was so fucking funny. He, he got yeah. the good stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. Yeah, I think... So it all, there already kind of is a romantic yeah. comedy in this movie. Yeah. It's mm. just a nesting doll within a bunch of other nesting right. dolls. Yeah, and you just stories. bring that one up and yeah. you turn the other thing down. Yeah. It's like when, when Dirk is all worried about the bass overcoming his vocals in the studio. Oh, my God. It's, he needs more of the vocals and he less of the bass. He needs more Don bass. and less Dirk. Oh. And then it's a romantic comedy. Maybe this is a good time to bring up what I think is maybe the best story behind this movie. The music? Yeah. Would yeah. Oh, yeah. this be a good time for yes, this? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I was going to bring it up. But I, I don't know. know if you're familiar with the song, The Touch, that he performs in no, the film. No, no. Okay. The history of this song is super fucking fascinating. Okay. So it's a real song. Okay. The touch, you've got the touch. That's yeah. a that's a like real a song, song written by a written in 1986 person. by okay. a man named Sam Bush, okay. who in, who specifically wrote it after watching Rocky, because uh, mm. he wanted it to be sort of like an upbeat action, like whatever. And so he he pitched it to I believe Paramount Studios for uh, the Sylvester Stallone film Cobra, but uh-huh. they said, how about this instead of that. We've got this other movie we're putting together, uh, and we'll put it in the climactic action scene there. And it's like, okay, that's big. The film in question was 1986's Transformers the Movie, the animated feature, (laughs) which also included the famously included the last uh, acting work of one Mr. Orson Welles before he died. He gives a voice in that movie. Okay. Um. So, does he play the touch? (laughs) <laughs> my favorite Transformer. So, so in the fight between Optimus Prime and Megatron at the end of the movie the touch is playing in the background and we watched it and it's like it's weird it it's doesn't in, work it's incongruous <laughs> it as fuck doesn't work. No. I was hoping you were going to say and it's awesome no it's like, no, it I mean, it is, it's, it's awesome but uh, for all the wrong reasons exactly okay, okay. exactly <laughs> now it turns out that so Sam Bush, he, he writes a song, he ends up in that movie, he's like, okay, whatever, he collects a paycheck, and then he keeps working on his career doing sure, other shit. Sure. Unbeknownst to him, the song touched off a certain amount of fandom within off. the Transformers community of oh. people who saw that movie and loved it and loved that song for it, one of them being Mr. Paul Thomas Anderson, no. who directed a short film in the early 90s that wound up being Boogie Nights. It's like a 30-minute oh, version yeah. of mm-hmm. what the Boogie Nights story like Dirk Diggler's right. story mm-hmm. and he used that clip of him singing in the studio as part of the gag oh. of the short film and okay. when he was making the full movie he's like I got to do that again so he gets the rights to the song puts it in the movie nobody tells Sam Bush Sam Bush goes to the theater to see <laughs> Nights and is like oh shit my song is in this movie and it's a joke but it's a joke and so he had some pretty mixed feelings about that but somehow or other that inclusion in boogie nights sparked the transformers fan community 
to sort of revive the song. And they invited Sam Bush to their convention. They have an annual Transformers convention just to sing that song. And he started going every single year. They would invite him back to sing The Touch. And then a few years ago, a few years ago, Sam Bush became the first human inducted into the Transformers Hall of Fame because of his use of the song The Touch. The same year... He was inducted in the same year as the release of Transformers Age of Extinction, starring Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah. The first one with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. That is the How most beautiful story. It's such a good story. I love it. That's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Is the, is the song The Touch in any other Transformers stuff? Or uh, is that it? What, yes, but he, he really wanted it to be in one of the live action movies. He tried really hard to get, and they just like didn't. They were like, no. Uh, but so he recorded, he re-recorded it as like a dark, edgy, he, as he described oh. it, Linkin Park-esque version. Which with, is on brand for the Transformers yeah, movies, yeah, actually. Exactly. Yeah. It was like new metal and like a rap verse and stuff. Aww. And he, yeah, he tried really hard, but they wouldn't, they, they didn't bite. But then when uh, they made the, there's a Transformers video game that uh, copies the style of the original cartoons. Yeah, it's like cel animated series, oh, okay, like yeah. cel-shaded cool. and stuff. They used both the original and the new metal version nice. in that game. Yeah. So yeah, he's still he's still uh, very much a part of the Transformers family. That's I just amazing. That story is like some blank check shit, and yeah. I love it so much. For <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, because it's just like they're professionals. It's so happy, <laughs> and I had not heard that story <laughs> yeah. like told that. Yeah, yeah, awesome. it's it's a happy story. It's really. a very good story. It's I love it. Very sweet. Yeah. And you think it's going some places. Yeah, and it goes the opposite right. of those places, which is good. It's one of those rare Hollywood stories that that seems to work out. Yeah. Um, that being said, that entire community that genuinely thinks that song works and that scene is wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real bad. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that that was yeah that was a diversion. About I love that. No, honestly, that's like the whole segment. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we figured it out. It's a romantic comedy already. You just turn up the dawn and you turn down. I was gonna say turn up the dawn, turn down the Cheadle, <laughs> which is an amazing thing for a director to say to Don Cheadle, but not what I mean in this yeah. context. Or or yeah. Or what? Could... What are some alternative options? We could throw a few uh, out. Yeah. I mean, it um, could it could be. I, I think the scene with Scotty trying to kiss Dirk is really sad. Yeah. And it'd be kind of nice if that wasn't just a really sad scene for Scotty and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. But at the that, same that, time. I, I I'd be interested in maybe like a Jack Horner, Amber Waves romantic kind of situation. Yeah. Where oh. like Jack, like she, you know, leaves her husband and she has this problem with her, with her son, but she gets into this like sort of porn community with Jack Horner and he like recognizes that she's like a genuinely good person and sort of like they have a connection but at the same time she's like conflicted because she she has this sort of motherly instinct and she has a son that she's not allowed to see and it's partially because of this community that she's a part of and because of this person that she's connected to Jack um, but she is connected to him and she feels connected to him and so she has to sort of weigh that fight yep. that battle and so maybe the turning point being that custody uh scene and her realizing that like this relationship has cost her her ability to see her son mm. sure um and so maybe in a romantic comedy version jack would have to like like find some money for like a like a really good lawyer who could get her visitation rights back because right, it would have to it would have to end with her being able to have both right and not exactly. having to choose yeah. but if it or if it's a romantic tragedy she would 
like right. trying, would she would give up on Jack, way. but then she still wouldn't be able to get the visitation rights, mm-hmm. and so she'd lose everything. Or in a like you know mumblecore twenty seventeen romantic comedy that also is a dramedy, uh, yeah. she could lose him, but you know Dirk comes back at the end still, and he's her son now. Yeah, because that it's kind of a happy ending for for right. those two characters. So why not? We could even make a romantic comedy prequel about those two. And just have it be you got mail, except instead of um, <laughs> rival bookstores, it's just like she's making like amateur porn, and he's like one of the big studios. Okay. And and her studio is called You've Got M A L E. I love it. I love it a lot. This is very and it's all good. gay porn. Just yeah, to it's be clear, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> gay porn. It's well, she's a director. M four M porn. That's yeah. She's a director. She's like a director now. <laughs> yeah, she's like a director now. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good. Anyway, I'd watch that's that. Movie. Fun. I, yeah, 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 that's fun. I like that's that fun. idea a lot. Um, yeah. So those are those are some different romantic comedy storylines that could be worked out via. The film Boogie Nights. Yeah, but the most romantic comedy of all is Sam Bush's climb, like climb it's, to the top of yeah, Transformers it's, Mountain. It's the story of the touch for real, <laughs> and what you've got, and also the power. <laughs> all right, let's do. Do you guys want to do another context? I yeah. do. Okay, cool. What would be the saddest ending possible for this movie? Oh, fuck. <laughs> what would be the saddest okay. ending possible for this movie? Oh, this is going to suck so much because this movie has so much tragedy in it. Yeah, it already does. Yeah, I think a lot of it would just be like ending it earlier. Yeah, before everything <laughs> yeah. works out. Yeah. Before the montage at the end. Yeah. Right. I mean, okay, so I'll just start. I, I think this, this segment usually works well. With, uh, people just like tossing cards into the pile. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't much. all get one canon. Well, and this one like, has a lot of different storylines. Exactly. So maybe each yeah. of us like we'll we'll go mm-hmm. through all the different stories yeah. and try to figure right. out what the saddest yeah. one is. So I think Dirk dies when he gets beat up by those people yeah. that are throwing gay slurs at him and uh trap i i can't figure out narratively if that's a trap actually i i think it is yeah, yeah. but it goes on it like takes yeah. a while like it seems like maybe the person that's trapping him also is like kind of into it but then is like no now i'm turning on it because i hate it about myself too that yeah I'm i mean that's probably maybe, is true yeah like that's very common yeah. Uh, yeah people that have a lot of rage towards homosexuality but so he dies of that hate crime yeah for sure he's on the ground bleeding out definitely I, dies or yeah. sorry i was gonna say uh don Cheadle's character um ends up getting uh arrested for the actual like shootout oh, and robbery yeah. and his life is completely ruined mm-hmm. for something that he did not do yep. and he goes to prison and he goes and to leaves prison. behind his wife and, and child and unborn yep. child yeah yep. mm. i i would say in that cut too something that i kind of wanted to be said but never was by the Mm. movie is that like i felt like a lot of his that whole scene with the bank yeah was good but it in this cut where he gets framed for a thing he doesn't do and goes to jail i feel like that also has the unsaid he's black part of it and i feel like that scene in the bank also has that unsaid look look at this black man yeah it's like this is a victim of these societal ways of marginalizing this person like yeah i I thought that was yeah that was legitimately trying to do something really good yeah Yeah. that'd be a great because that's more true to life and i think people want to admit yeah yeah for sure 
Um, okay. that's pretty sad. Content. That's pretty sad. Pretty yeah. no, but, but this going, movie is pretty like, tough so far. Yeah. This movie is ripe. It is yeah. for the picking for sadness. Yeah. Like, there like, is a lot of sadness. It's already a sad movie, so making it sad yeah. is just real. It's a it's bummer. Painful. It's yeah. Uh, Philip <laughs> Seymour got? Hoffman. Um, Scotty. Scotty. His story is pretty sad. His story is already very sad. I wonder if. Oh no. Okay. Can I? Yeah. Go for it. And then we can we can retcon if this isn't good. Okay. No. Good. But was it the same party? Was it New Year's when he kissed? Yep. That New Year's party is basically the the turning point. Here we go. Scotty dies that night. Scotty kills himself at the same time that William H. Macy is killing himself, but they don't hear that gunshot <gasps> because they heard that one and nobody oh. even finds out until oh, like much. No. Until God. like the next day when Jesus. people are like, look, isn't oh, that the God. most? Okay, top that. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that that's is... top that. Top that. <laughs> what a good song. <laughs> um, that's, that is super yeah, dark. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's sadder <laughs> than what I had. <laughs> and like also more on point is the thing. That's... Or maybe that was like, the night that he like he was so he was finally turned down by a man for the last time that he mm-hmm. decides he wants to try sex with a woman and it happens to be William H. Macy's wife. Oh and- <laughs> shit. That's good too, but funnier. That's also that's funnier, yeah. That's, that's yeah. yeah both I mean of he those does are- die in both scenarios, both of those but are- <laughs> both of those one are- of them is off screen and we don't actually know that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he just yikes. is gone from the movie and we're like, where did that Scotty guy go? Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. God, yeah, fuck, that sucks. That's so uh, fucking painful. Um, <laughs> man. All right, all right. Let's all right. keep the guilt train all rolling, right. guys. Saddest yeah. endings. Here we go. Yeah. So um, the, the the sign, the Rodriguez brothers <laughs> sign at the end falls on them and they die. Well, specifically, the Q. <laughs> yeah, the Q falls oh. on him. <laughs> oh no! No. God, that was that was really funny. Yeah. yeah. That. Uh. Ch- so John C. Riley's character Reed, yeah. he gets, he does get his magic show, mm-hmm. but it gets very poor reviews. And then uh, one of his assistants dies on stage <laughs> in an accident because he fucks a trick up right. and he yeah. goes to prison. And then Don Cheadle shows up and he's like, "I told you, yeah, <laughs> you're messing with the what? What did he say? But it's dangerous in that conversation. Oh, those, those, evil, party, forces. those oh, evil forces! Those right. evil forces! That is that's my favorite comedy yeah. scene. In the when movie. it was, it was like, literally yeah, just it a is car <laughs> It is confusing. <laughs> it Thank is you. confusing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's so good. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he goes to jail for messing he goes up. To, a, he goes to prison, wherein he gets into a gang. Who forces him to shank Don Cheadle? Oh, jeez! And then he and the Colonel are in the same cell. Yes, well, it's That's basically the he's the yes. one hitting the Colonel. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh man! And the Colonel has the exact same ending. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. the saddest just, ending is the Colonel never has a comeuppance, <laughs> and he gets paid off by that other rich white man. Ugh. He gets out of jail, and he winks at uh, who? Who's the camera? Going I think the camera. Straight into the camera. Last shot of the movie. <laughs> Uh, he winks at Don Cheadle. <laughs> no, no, yeah, he, he yeah. winks at someone who's going into the prison as he's going out of the prison becoming free. Yeah, Don Cheadle would be yeah. the saddest one for yeah. that. For yeah. Being like, hey, I have money and privilege. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that would be. But like Reed, sad. I just feel like is the kind of guy who would get like sort of like tricked into joining a skinhead gang in yeah. prison. Yeah, because he's but, just like amiable and he just wants to belong. Like, yeah. yeah, he wants to prove that he's a uh, tough dude. Yeah. And uh, like, most people be impressed by his squats. Yeah, oh, that's true. Three fifty. Three fifty. It was pretty good. Let me show you what you did wrong. Yeah. 
Oh my god! I love their whole romance right from the beginning. It makes me so happy. It's so stepbrothers, like his, yeah, it's it so is. Good. I, I can it. totally see why someone was like this guy and Will Ferrell together. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. It somehow he's even douchier in this one than like anything yeah. else I've ever seen him <laughs> yeah. in too. It's so good. Let me show you what you did wrong. Um, also watching some of his things like uh, there's that quick thing in the sequence where uh, they're going through uh, Dirk's drug problem where mm. Todd comes in and he's like uh, I got the stuff and Dirk's like just on time and then the next time he comes in he's like where the fuck were you but then right before it cuts it's John C. Riley and he goes Todd like, yeah I know real yes, mad. Yes. That, that line is <laughs> one of my favorites that it's, he says Todd cut yeah. <laughs> it's really good so, it's really well timed um, yeah so he goes to jail or does Reed get uh get killed, killed by the, Alfred Molina? Yeah. Oh uh, no. Okay. Alfred Molina. I don't. I don't even know if he or, is involved in oh, the saddest. No. What? Reed oh. is forced to. Reed takes Thomas Jane's gun and, in self defense, he kills Alfred Molina. But then Dirk like runs away and abandons him, and he gets arrested in a house full of drugs with multiple oh, dead sure. bodies okay. and holding yeah. a gun. Like, yeah, that's more sad too because he doesn't yeah. even get to succeed with his magic. Right, <laughs> it's just like he <laughs> no he, success. He fucked up completely. Yeah, and yeah, and and that is sad because he honestly is just kind of like I mean he's not the world's best person. No, but he's he's trying, and and, that and he's whole not an awful not human being. Exactly, yeah. he's also in a terrible spot, being yeah. dragged along into all these things, sort of unwillingly. Another sad ending for Reed is if he like travels the United States reading the journal of a rival magician trying God to find the secret to his trick <laughs> only to find as he's reading it that the magician wrote that specifically for him <laughs> and then his whole future is just fucked that's good is yeah. that you george lucas that's <laughs> <laughs> it's me, chris are you there george lucas it's me chris, chris <laughs> um <laughs> and the funny thing is i don't know if that joke's even that's true make the cut. So you could cut this one too that's good you could cut know. where the, you the even cut room. what i just said <laughs> uh, who knows who knows who even knows um the I also prestige think everyone the pre- oh yeah shout outs to our prestige episode yeah hey go download the prestige our, episode. to our prestige episode hey, the one we put up for all the, the one that we did on uh 13 going on 30 yeah <laughs> our prestige episode prestige. but nobody cares when it when it disappears in the feed you have to bring it back <laughs> That's the prestige. That's the that's, that's the prestige. <laughs> that's the prestige. You know what the best part of a trick is? <laughs> that's me, um, Michael Caine. That's me, Michael Caine. You know those tricks you do? You want to see me crush a bird? You want to see me eat a bird <laughs> I'm body? I'm fuck up this bird. Check out these bird bones, boys. Boy, my belly's full of bird bones. I'm Michael Caine. Hey, little girl, you want to pick a card? <laughs> yeah, pick any card. Pick any see card this ball? Oh, it's going away now, baby. Oh, it's a dead bird card. Oh, she is. Free dead bird for you. The prestige. <laughs> prestige. David Bowie's here too. He, he, David Bo- you see my friend Dave Bowie. Debo's here. Debo's. <laughs> this is a really good Michael Caine bit. Michael Caine outlived <laughs> David Bowie. Shit. Think about Just that. Just end the segment right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ship it. Which characters should have gotten together and why? Here we go. Ship it. Which characters should have gotten together and why? This is a brand new one. Brand new. Inspired uh, intru- by this movie. Inspired actually. by this movie. Uh, introduced this morning by Mr. David Gutchie. It was Me. your idea. It was, a good, my it was idea. a good one. Thanks. Um, yeah. And it's perfect. It is perfect that it would There's come up today. So many characters, too. So we got a lot. Oh, of yeah. So yeah. let's let's who in this movie did not get together that probably should have. 
I know you already have a pretty good idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll just throw it out there as a basic yeah, demonstration. Yeah. Reed and Dirk, for sure. I think they had chemistry from the very beginning. They're both simple boys that like to just have a nice time at the pool and talk <laughs> about squats. Like, I really thought that they hit it off immediately and both were seeing the same truth. Really solid friendship that could be more. Absolutely. And I would love to see that movie. What would their couple name be? Uh... Diggle my Reed, <laughs> I don't know. Diggle Reed my Reed, Diggle. <laughs> Reed Diggle. Uh, Diggle let's me see. this. So wait, their first names are Reed and Dirk. So like, Rob Riggle. <laughs> deed, deed, yeah, deed. Do the deed. That's uh, their couple name. The, the deed. They just call themselves the deed. Or Diggs Child. Cool. It's Reed Rothschild. <laughs> Rothschild, and yeah. Dirk Diggs Diggler. Child. Mm, no, mm, that's the Colonel. Dirk's name. Child. He digs child. He, oh, no. Oh. oh, no. Roth Ziegler. That's just Roth Ziegler. Yeah, yeah. Like Roth ben, Roethlisberger. ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. That's their, that's their, yeah, that's their that's couple name. Shout ben out to the NFL. <laughs> Shout out to the NFL. You need all the help you can yeah. get, I Ooh. guess. <laughs> um, okay. That's so... <laughs> Yeah, I like the deed, a, they've honestly. Got a chemis- they've got a, a chemistry. They do. They really hit it off, and I I thought they were they were buds. Yeah. yeah. They, and they're both so dumb. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. They're perfect for each other. Exactly. Because yeah. they just want the same stuff out of life. They both go through the exact same drug journey, too. Like, they really would be a good couple. Yeah, they really drive and motivate each other, actually. They do. <laughs> like, I, And he's always, like, they've got each other's backs. Yeah, like, leaders, yeah. Reed's very supportive of his music career and <laughs> way too supportive. Too supportive of <laughs> yeah, his he's like, yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, no. We're uh, guaranteed a record contract. You heard him, Nick. <laughs> Bring that bass down. <laughs> It's like, you get out the recordings. Him dancing God. in the fucking recording booth. It was, it was very good. Very good. Uh, yeah. So that's my that's mine. I think I ship yeah. that for sure. I think that would be great. Yeah, for sure. Um, I. Oh boy, I'm trying to think of ones that aren't f- fucked up in their own way, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I like part of me was like, oh, Julianne Moore and Heather Graham. But I that was like, but the age too. difference, like yeah. within that, the age difference for one, but the the mother's the mother child yeah. relationship yeah. that they eventually sort of adopt is be, really yeah. fucked up. Oedipal. Yeah, Oedipal, perhaps. for sure. Oedipal, yeah. yeah. Which they're but already I mean, kind of Dirk is. and Amber's is a little. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the same sense, age yeah, actually, where she yeah. refers to him as uh-huh. she refers to him as her son after yeah. he has had sex with her yeah maybe multiple times on camera yeah, yeah. Um, and i mean it's re- it's real edible actually now that i think about it so that's a fine ship it's, it's almost it's almost literally edible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 in that context i think you're fine um, well i think it's adorable Aww. uh how about um how about uh eddie's mom Eddie and mom. and the sh- the shithead who replaces him as the porn star who treats everyone like shit? I think they that both has, treat people like shit. They both treat people like shit. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, they're that's, both that's like really. Mean or maybe people. like Eddie's mom and Eddie's dad, because there was definitely not anything happening there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Ship it because clearly they were about. Oh, here we go. Eddie's dad and Scotty. They're both sad. Oh, oh. Yeah. They're both sad I don't know if Eddie's lonely. dad is sad. I think like Eddie's he, dad is just like a boring character. I, I it seemed like he maybe he felt sad. like he was yeah. stuck. Mm. not being able to st- or like yeah felt i don't know if emasculated but like he feel, felt like he couldn't stand up to his own yeah wife, or, and he's or not in control of just his in a bad situation scotty and yeah. bill william h macy's character Ooh. two sad sacks Ooh, yeah. and but they both have technical knowledge they could talk about cameras yeah yeah <laughs> maybe uh bill and bill's wife 
boy. Oh, they sure boy. didn't end up together. Yeah, no. Unless she died too and went to hell or something. I don't know. That could be a fun <laughs> romantic <laughs> comedy. She died too and went to hell or something. <laughs> I don't know. How about the robber from the donut, donut shop and the quote unquote good guy with a gun from the donut shop? Because I have a feeling they have more in common than they think. <laughs> yeah, if they, if they really sat down and talked to each other. <laughs> oh, boy. Poor donut guy. I just realized that that scene is a. Yeah, never mind. This is an interpretation for a different time. Okay. Okay. It's just, I, I hadn't thought about what that scene was doing in the movie, but yeah. I think I realized it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's all. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm debating whether I should hold you to it or just move on. I'm just going to move on because you, okay. you seem blushy. Oh, thanks. I mean, Blush- did we already touch on it when I said, quote unquote, good guy with a gun? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's yeah. essentially that there are more, there are always more victims if you think you're a good guy with a gun yeah. and you're not actually doing anybody any favors. Ex- yeah. yeah, exactly. Which I hadn't realized when I saw it. I was just like, oh, that was weird. What's he going to do with that money? <laughs> <laughs> That's a real crux of it for me, man. What's he going to do with that money? Though? I mean, that is probably the purpose of the scene narratively speaking uh-huh. but in terms of its symbolism yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. um <laughs> so you were basically just following the movie yeah sorry i was yeah. wrapped up in the movie yeah ugh. <laughs> sorry guys i was Jeez. watching the movie we're Jeez, supposed guys, to watch i was watching the movie for our <laughs> podcast uh, yes. have you heard of it it's called Contextual deviance. I was you, calling it something oh else. Oh boy! I'll send I you was, a link. I was really afraid you had forgotten the oh, name of our show. No, I was thinking about calling it a different movie podcast as a joke, but I couldn't think of one that would have been funny. Yeah, this you is were right behind the scenes. Welcome to the Comstain Couch. Oh yeah, we're back yeah. to the Comstain Couch. Comstain Couch. Excuse me. Well, it's Comstain also. I don't know. That's a lot of things. <laughs> There's many things have happened upon this couch. <laughs> Any other uh, ships that we can think? I, I do like the good guy with a gun and robber ship. Yeah. I think, think that could be fun. Like there's that so as a like, how does that mo- how does that actually play out though? Right. I want to hear you talk about like oh, that man. scene somehow okay. not ending. Actually, death, yes, I do kind of want to hear this. Yeah. Like, so, okay. yeah. <laughs> pitch me that romantic comedy. <laughs> I, at first, I think it starts off very tense as it is in the scene, right? Um, and then they realize like, oh shit, we have the same gun. Where do you go? <laughs> yeah. <And> then, <laughs> Where do you yeah. go? Who's your guy? Oh, that magazine's yeah. awesome that yeah. you're reading. I it's like, that. oh, I read it there too. It's like, and then it like kind of fades out and cuts to them like just enjoying a meal <laughs> at the same cafe. Just and then uh, it just meal. cuts it, it fades into the conversation. And like the guy that was the good guy with the gun would just be like, I also don't think you should be taxed on your thievings. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it just, you know, like, just really made it up. Yeah, they, they also, I also hate the government. <laughs> yeah, for different reasons. Yeah, yeah no. We can all come together on this. We are victims. We are tr- the tread upon. Right, right. And, I, yeah. I use the same racial slurs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, and then there's a bedroom scene later, and one of them whispers to the other, he's like, I know this might sound kinky, but I want you to tread on me. <laughs> <laughs> Cut oh. my snake into a bunch of little pieces. Oh, Tra- God. <laughs> no, he just his covers are that flag. Cut my yeah, snake. And he's like, step on me. Step on over me. this blanket. Oh, tread on bl- me. He has a don't tread on me blanket. Yeah, yeah he definitely for does. sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and it's like UFO nightlights. Yeah. Was it, was it Lil Kim who admitted to having sex with a gun before? Um, I don't know. Probably. But they would probably do that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They might. They would have sex at least with guns present. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. The for presence sure. of guns. Would I be feel there. like it would be a necessity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to 
like a physical necessity. Yeah, you'd be like, wait, I, ca- I can't finish. They're always telling oh, me to use protection. Like, I can't finish. <laughs> oh, feel that grip. That's good. Oh, yeah. Without protection. Sorry, that was good. We talked over that. That was amazing. That's fine. He yeah, was doing fine. one. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, hopefully that... Turn that up in the record because that can't, <laughs> okay. that can't get yeah, stumbled I, I over. I feel like that's getting lost in the bass. Could you? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, too much bass on the vocals. I've brought that up like four times. I, that really stuck with well, me. Well, because it's it a very me. it's a very funny line. It bothers me. It's 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 egotistical to the max. Oh, to the max. Wait, which reminds me of my favorite line from this movie. <laughs> oh, do you have a David's beatbox? Uh, I have a lot of beatboxes. So if you want, I will give you some. But well, we haven't this, done one in a while. I know yeah. it's true. Uh, this is specifically. <laughs> Floyd Gondoli, uh, the other rich man that comes in, that's kind of in the same league as the Colonel, yeah. and not really that much of a character, but he's like, "Hey, he I'm the money. Pretty... I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the film industry." And his line to describe what the porn industry is like currently is, "Those kids out there who are hot fucking action to the max, Jack." That <laughs> what? But then the then the immediate other line is him describing what kind of man he is. I'm also, a simple yeah, man. Yeah. I like films and I like to watch people fucking. And I like uh, I like butter in my ass and a lollipop in my mouth. Yeah. And that's just me. Maybe that maybe that's per- maybe, maybe that's it's just... perverted, but yeah, that's who I am. Yeah. Uh, there God are damn. there are a lot of really really profane good lines in this movie oh, said yeah, by sure. people that are bad people. Oh, for like, sure. And some that are good people. Like yeah. Dirk saying, "It's my big dick. I want to fuck." Yeah, oh, <laughs> amazing. Like that's good. I um, one interesting little thing, like the the feminist context didn't come up, but this movie, like, and it's not a perfect. About it. It's not a perfect uh, test, but this movie does pass the Bechdel test. It does, yeah. Um, mm. way more than I think a lot of other movies do. Mm-hmm. A couple times, yeah. It's uh, it, it's it was surprising. Wait, wait, which scenes? Um, well, uh, Julianne was, Moore and Heather that. Graham, like they have a lot of scenes where it's just them and they're not talking about other men. That's true. I will say some of their lives. That scene, at, yeah. it starts with them talking about Dirk uh, and how yeah, good then, he is. But then but it like talks, evolves, it, it yeah. transitions into talking about the GED, talking about her like their relationship as like a like almost like a yeah. surrogate mother, want to get her life back. Yeah, it's like yeah. The, the the scene doesn't revolve yeah. around there talking about a man. It's just like that's part of the conversation yeah. at the start and then it evolves. It would have been better without it because yeah. I mean, it would have passed more, more yeah. clearly but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah there's a few yeah and just like uh, bits of context that guy that felt like he was owed sex uh, that got stomped <laughs> in the face <laughs> but yeah. I don't know there's, yeah. just, there's a lot of I don't know this movie yeah. I think does right by the subject matter masculinity there, yeah. absolutely oh god yeah. but like I think Paul Thomas Anderson where this movie could have just been nothing but gross I, he was just I think very responsible with the lewdness and awfulness that people were following mm-hmm. i yeah. agree yeah. i i think the journey that dirk goes on in relation to toxic masculinity is really interesting yeah because at first his first scene with amber is like very consensual yeah and i love it they talk to each other a lot they talk about what they're gonna do they Super talk about respectful. if it feels good or not and they're both like you're doing great it's awesome yes or what Keep she wants exactly like yeah. it's so good and then yeah sorry no, say, sorry. Say there, there's just even a moment when like they're even talking about the scene that they're gonna do, and uh, Jack tells Dirk that he's gonna have sex with Amber, and he's like, "Oh yeah, if that's okay with you." And yeah. the way she even lights up, she's just like, "Nobody fucking." She's like, says "Yeah, that. this is yeah. cool. Look at this. Guy. Nobody acts like that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but throughout the movie, he starts to get a little shittier mm-hmm. with people in general, and also with women. The concept of violence against women comes up many times because Amber Waves makes that documentary. 
that in which she asks questions about like this guy hits women it, your character that you play in these movies hits women before that even when he pitches the character of brock <laughs> that's Landers, true. he's comparing yeah. it to another famous porn character who i can't remember who yeah, he says but james who Wand, like i believe who like always hits women and it's all about that and he, he mm-hmm. said that's not right that's not sexy yeah yeah it's and meant then, to be the opposite yeah and then and but. then he and then he, he he'll like presumably based on what we what we see they do follow that his initial idea of it being mm-hmm. more respectful and then as we see from that documentary that comes as he's in you know in his throes as an egotistical maniac yeah. and on coke a bunch that he that yeah. he has resorted to yeah. that kind of thing right yeah. well, well here's the here's i think something that's really subtle about it but a very good like it's almost foreshadowing his when he says oh you can't be like james wad which i'm pretty sure was the guy's name not positive but pretty the wad was in there which is great <laughs> uh it can't be like that he just beats me he doesn't respect women i want him to be like james bond who is <laughs> yeah super yeah. respectful to women super classy <laughs> like, and respectful what so yeah. like I, f- I thought that that just illustrated his misunderstanding of yeah, he's naive like yeah. he doesn't know and yeah, so he, he fell victim to all the toxic masculinity around him and, and yeah he's a product of the system yeah and like another aspect of toxic masculinity that we're even just seeing in our politics now too is just this guy who um became like very famous and successful because of the people around him got the attitude of like no i made this mm-hmm. like i am my own yep. uh hero of this story yeah. like i pulled myself up by my bootstraps even totally. though there's literally people around him constantly who are right. actually more responsible who than he did right. make him that thing and yeah our collaborators well, he's like you're not the him. boss i mean he's like yes i am yeah it's like he checks his card and he's like the boss of dirk oh okay yeah, <laughs> right. right looks like i am <laughs> Amazing. Ugh, yeah yeah there's so this movie does have a lot to say about that in in kind of yeah. a good way it has more to say about toxic masculinity i think than it does about explicit like female stories right but it, that's still a part of feminism yeah is the yeah the uh the tearing down of the walls of toxic masculinity so it, it right. talks about it because that because that does eliminate some of the barriers that that mm-hmm. people feel between men and totally. women is like if men feel like they have to appeal to this certain ideal of masculinity and that particular ideal of masculinity is very much men are superior to women then tearing that down is <laughs> yeah. a very key part totally. of feminism uh succeeding uh mm-hmm. in, on a societal level yeah um, so i think yeah i think this movie does a good job with that yeah i'm glad we snuck in the feminism at the yeah. end yeah, as like a little 10 minute it seemed context. like yeah it, it seemed like this movie was yeah. like this is a movie that kind of need needs to, to yeah. you need to talk about because that. it's yeah. it's one of those rough movies where depending on who you're talking to that's that says they're a fan of this movie that could be a good or bad thing. Yeah, that's um, true. There, there are gross fans of this mm-hmm. movie. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Um, that missed the mark entirely. But. Right. Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. Yeah. But I, I would say even depending on like what scene you watch, right? You know, as a whole, its context definitely creates a lot of the meaning of it. But a lot like PTA's other movie, Phantom Thread, that I saw a yearish ago, um, it's a movie that has a lot of problematic tropes at its core and then it dismantles those things yep, yep. instead of just presenting them and not talking about them yeah and i think that's i think he's he, good he, he does that a lot yeah, yeah. which is uh, very fascinating into it <laughs> well <laughs> i'm having a hard time this is like i'm gonna feel so stupid because i'm spacing on like one of the most famous movies of like cinema history <laughs> um but it's the one where the first half is about boot camp 
and how harsh that is. Apocalypse oh. Now? No. Uh, no, 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 yeah, Full, full metal, metal Jacket. Yeah. Full Metal Jacket. Full I can't Metal believe, Alchemist. Yeah. Yeah, Full Metal yeah. Alchemist. I love that when I can't the, believe when I spaced on Full Metal bring Jacket. Their mom back, and then Jane's in it <laughs> as Animal Mother. <laughs> Jesus. Well, what if you combine Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Jacket? What do you get? get some I wouldn't shit. know. I've never seen Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, I just am sorry. aware of it. All those um, jokes are falling flat. But, but no, sorry, bud. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, Full but Metal now Jacket. now we learned something about David. <laughs> <laughs> Full Metal Jacket is another one of those movies like this one where like, there's so many people that um, are a fan mm. of that movie for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, and totally. they only reference the first half of it. God, no, that's yeah. real. I actually yeah. I went to college with some people like that. Like They were like, oh, man, this movie's so funny. You're gonna love it, like, and they would quote the uh, drill sergeant, yeah, about like doing horrible, awful things to people. And like, man, this dude's hilarious. And at the time, I was like, is it? Like, yeah. is this supposed to be funny? Are you watching the movie because the person yeah. said to killed himself? Right, like, like this nah, is not dogs. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. killed himself and him. <laughs> it, like, yeah, that's he, true. He murdered yeah, him for saying it to him. Yeah. yeah, this is very bad. It's like, oh, sorry, I was talking about Major Payne. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this isn't the movie I thought it was. <laughs> we should do oh. that movie. Oh, Ma- no. Should we? Should I, we? I, I enjoy Major Man. I don't know. <laughs> I've never, I've never actually seen the whole thing. It might be rough now. It's, it is a '90s comedy. I'll say that. <laughs> Man, the ni- '90s did have a very distinctive brand of comedy. Yeah, N- that orgasmo, um, and then <laughs> Boogie Nights, basketball, and basketball. <laughs> Those three as a triple feature, and Boogie Nights. Yeah, cool. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Are, are we good? I think we're good. Think guys, we're good. we talked about Boogie Nights. Yeah. Uh, what did we talk about in this episode, guys? Here's the fun part where we try oh, to remember what the context was. The were. most challenging part well, of Especially because we got away from the context a few times. True. First, is this movie Die Hard? Is it Die Hard? Correct. Which I'm glad we finally got to do that again. It's, yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> one of my favorite contexts, and it so rarely comes up. I think uh, we're, we're building a good repertoire of what it means to be Die Hard as yeah. well, which is good. It, you it's really only need to see me. it again, though, I do. Yeah, I don't know a lot again. about the movie. We, we should watch it again. It is actually one of my favorite. Okay, uh, so that was our first one. Yes. Was Is this movie, is this die, movie hard? die Hard? Is this Die Hard? Um, um, got... What if this was a romantic comedy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that one was uh, 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 easier Very, than I expected. Yeah, and then we it went, included a nice story about Sam Bush. Yes, it did. God, that's and the touch, which is the romanticest comedy of all. <laughs> um, and then there's the ship it, mm-hmm. ship it, which we did it. Yeah, which we did it. A lot it. of love based ones in this. Yeah. One. yeah, this movie's all about love, guys. Mm, and then there was another context that I can't remember. I can't either. I was really hoping that could go into ending. saying too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to remember that. Yeah, one Yeah, that was, was a so, bummer. Oh, that's we, we landed on some real bummers. That's a bummer, dude. Yeah, yeah. that one was really good though. Yeah, we really. I mean, yeah. this movie is prime for that context. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because there are so many endings. Yeah. They can yeah. all be sad. And that's how you can you can define the, how you can tell this movie is defined as a comedy is because there are more happy endings for mm. characters than sad yep. endings, or at least the characters who get the sad endings are like. Are bad. Are bad people for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any? I think William H Macy is like the only one. Yeah. But he, you know, he's still like murdered. Ending is in like the end of the first act. Yeah. It's also the so it's it's not really an ending. Yeah. People can kill themselves in comedies. Yeah. (laughs) Like I don't know the rules. I don't (laughs) don't know what are the rules of uh, of this thing. Um, Yeah. Because the uh, this. 1979 was the end of the first act, right? Because then, it, like, he yeah. kills himself yep. and it says 1980. 1980. Yeah, yeah. it was 80s. in that party. Yeah, it was yeah. at that. Goodbye it was at that party, and that's the uh, that party is really the turning point of the film. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Years, man, it's gonna fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Bumps are gonna goose you. Mm. Um. So, uh, yeah, that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, well, uh, I'm grateful to you guys for joining me on this adventure about the boogiest of nights, boogie nights. Grateful to you too, man. Yeah. Grateful findings. Grateful findings. <laughs> grateful grindings. Grateful magical time. Hey. Grateful findings theme porn. Grateful grindings. Ain't nothing great. wrong with a little bump and find. Okay, <laughs> how fucking incredible would a porn parody of Fateful Findings be? Good. The first porn company good. that makes an actual porn parody of Fateful Findings, I will buy that at full price. I will yeah. give you my money. Well, and the thing is, it'd be hard not to have at least the same production quality. Yeah, it might look true. better than the original. You it might could be the film first in the exact same house. Yeah, well, you could because <laughs> the it's same format. locations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they the, could get some of the same cast. I think the lead yes. the lead character would be named Neil Peen. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, it, but it's such a deep cut reference yeah. that I would be in awe yeah, exactly. of them yeah. for making it. Oh, Is this hey. another FX uh, Shining series? TM, 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 True. I have one more goof. Okay, good. Okay. That bra you're wearing is so supportive. <laughs> So supportive. The only, that's very good. The only reason that joke wouldn't make it in is because if it's truly like Fateful Findings, no woman is wearing a bra at any ah, point. That's true. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's off screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's mentioned, but not not shown. Um, okay. Okay. All right. We uh, Let's get... Uh, uh, David, uh, do you have any plugs? Yeah. Anything have... you'd like to plug this week? There you go. There my you go. butt and also my show, The Hypotheticast, that I produce and star upon. Mm. It's a show where we ask each other questions that are hypothetical, if mm. you didn't get that from the name. And he's putting together another podcast, I hear. It's Ooh. true. Yeah, yeah. There's a rumbling in the works. I'll plug it once it's real. Nice. I promise. He's a busy, busy boy. I'm a, busy, I'm a BBB. BBB. Better Business Bureau. Yeah. <laughs> I the, am one. He's the Better <laughs> Business Bureau. Yeah. Nice um, to meet you. <laughs> Matthew, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, no. Uh, I, I'm on Twitter, I guess. Uh, at mbonbon. 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 And it's b a h n. Yes, twice. So, mbonbon. Mbonbon. Um, no, yeah, not a lot. Not a lot yeah. going on in the in the bonosphere. That's fine. Um, that's, that's, there's no shame in that. I, I don't have much going on either. So okay. Yeah. What do you got to plug? Oh, uh, my butt, and also um. Is. Well, I was going to say the election, but this is coming going to come out the day yeah. after. That's what I was going to say. I didn't want to say it yeah. quite yet, but can we do like two alternate endings and whatever? We yeah, we'll, re- we'll, we'll record the good ending <laughs> and the bad <laughs> ending. Okay. I think, well, we'll also That's have to good. do a third of mixed, ble- like a mixed ending. Mixed bet, well, yeah. We'll yeah, we that. have to do alternates for each Because I really race. do feel like yeah. that's the more likely scenario for how tomorrow's going to go. Yeah. Um, Trying to keep myself mm, at a mixed, mixed level where I'm not like so doom and gloom that I think everything's, everything's going to be terrible, but I'm also not getting my hopes up too yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. Well, not to like, not to really um, get all apocalyptic or anything like that, but this election really is the election where we find out if it's really even worth saving the United States. So, ouch! Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty tough. Yeah. So, uh, Oof. well, thanks yeah, to everyone right? who thanks to everyone <laughs> who voted. Okay, alternate cut. Thanks to everyone who didn't vote, motherfuckers. <laughs> or, uh, well, sorry, everyone. We tried. Um, those or are the, nice job, everyone. Or a nice we job, sure guys. Voted. Or hey, we voting, sure voted, didn't we? Hey, your votes don't matter as much as you thought. Or, hey, don't you see how your votes matter? There's all sorts of ways this could go. Yeah. Shout out to gerrymandering. <laughs> Our good friend, Jerry Mandering. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Mandering. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Mandering, you've been a wonderful host. He was great as the villain in Iron Man 3. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, David. Meaningful silence.
Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with this week? Did the skinny mud really ruin the trash? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at taxdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis' own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day!